Welcome to the Intentional Coach Podcast, where we bring you the heart and soul in sports. With your hosts, Brad Perry and Tanner Perry. Now, from the backwoods of East Tennessee, two knuckleheads to help you navigate the field, the mat, the court, and the track. Hey, and welcome to the Intentional Coach Podcast. I'm here, Tanner Perry, here with... Uh, it's Coach Brad Perry. Good to see you today, Tanner. Good to see you. How you doing? I've been doing pretty good. Good. Doing pretty good. Still uh, doctoring up a sore thumb. Uh, got the tip of my thumb off uh, working on a little home project. So, yeah? Yeah, still a little slow getting around with uh, grabbing stuff and hitting it on things. And a little tender. A little tender. Yeah, I'm soft. That makes sense. Yep, I'm real soft. So, how's your week been? <laughs> My week's been good so far. Um, long, well, not long, but tiring, I guess. Oh, Just training a lot. Maybe you're tender. I am tender. That's <laughs> a proven fact. Hey, we are glad that you're with us with the Intentional Coach Podcast. Today, we're talking about integrity. Uh, focusing in on that one word and what it means uh, how important is it to the intentional coach and how we can go about practicing it as a coach uh, with our athletes, but even more so on a personal level. Uh, one of the things I've found, Coach T, is uh, if I want my athletes to be morally sound, then they need an example. Because here's the reality. Um, a lot of our athletes don't have positive male role models around them. Uh, positive role models, period. So whether we're a male coach or a female coach, uh, sometimes it's us up to us to set that standard, uh, to be that moral compass, even though we're not the parent. Uh, sometimes we're the closest thing our athletes have. So as we focus in on integrity, uh, it's real important that we um, not just understand but acknowledge and accept our role uh, and be in the example, not the exception. That's a phrase I use a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, be the example, not the exception. So as we talk about integrity, Coach T, uh, what's integrity mean to you? What's that? Uh, give us a, in your own words, in your heart and mind, what is the definition of integrity? For me, integrity is the things that you do when nobody is watching, the positive things that you do when nobody's watching. So nobody sees what you're doing, and what are you going to do? Is it right or is it wrong? Mm-hmm. Integrity, I, I've, I've seen it and heard it this way, um, doing the right thing at the right time for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. And, and really, from a Fellowship of Christian Athletes standpoint, you know, we look at uh, biblical character a lot. It might be one of those words, integrity, that goes hand in hand when you're reading Scripture that you look at righteousness. It's the right thing to do. So, so in my mind, in my heart, integrity is doing the right thing at the right time for the right reasons. Uh, it goes deeper than just actions, and it goes into uh, motive and the heart of things. So how important is it that an intentional coach has integrity? Uh, it's super important. <laughs> I'm going to keep on that. I mean, it's fine. Um, no, I, I do think it's important. Um, I think it's 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 probably one of the most important things, really. Um, I think kids can see fake, right? Yeah, I think, I think, ev- I think everybody can see fake to a certain extent. Um, but, but kids can tell when, you know, do you actually care about them? Yeah. You know, they know, they know if you love them or if you don't, 
Um, and, and they know, and you know, especially during practices, you know, if I, if, if I go into a practice and, you know, I have not prepared, then you know, and it reflects on how that practice is run. Yeah, and quite often they know. And quite often they know, yeah. You can fake it for a little while, but it's hard to fake it long term. Yeah. I think one of the other things is just setting that example. I, I just, just from a practical standpoint, most often our integrity is not seen through our motives because people don't really see that. Doing the right thing at the right time for the right reason, people all too often won't, won't see the motives or the reason why we do things. And what they do see is our actions more often than not. So so good example here, if if I don't want my athletes using foul language. Then you can't use foul language. Then, then it starts with me. I yeah. set that standard. I set that model. Uh, and integrity is not just not using it in practice when I'm around them. Integrity is just it not being part of my vocabulary. Being part of your life. Yeah, right? yeah. It goes Living deeper. life right. It goes integrity. deeper than that two and a half or three hours of practice or when I'm around my athletes. But integrity says, okay, if this is a standard I'm sitting uh, or I'm setting for my athletes, for my team, for our program, then it's a standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and having integrity, being a coach, an intentional coach with integrity, a uh, high level of integrity, it goes beyond that. Hey, and, and then when, when one of my other coaches uses foul language, you know, I'm not going to rebuke them publicly, but I need to call them out on that. Uh, in private tone, initially. Tone it down. Tone it down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's not to say that, you know, we're not intense and we don't get excited or there's not times that, you know, I get up in into an athlete's uh, tail and give them what they yeah. need to be a better athlete and be a better person. But how I go about doing that uh, can show integrity. And that's just one example of, hey, if if I'm a, if I want my athletes to do it, then I have to do it. Mm-hmm. If I don't want my athletes to do it, then I can't do it, and I need to have that integrity to be able to live that way. And the, the thing is, when you live your life that way, practice and culture in in the team setting becomes an overflow of your life. It's kind of like sharing the gospel, right? If you're, living, if you're living the gospel out, you're living like Jesus, then telling somebody about Jesus is just an overflow of what's already happening. Just naturally so, happens. So you get into practice, and practice all of a sudden becomes a little bit easier, right? Yeah. Because you don't have to 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 fake it. You know, it's not <laughs> faking it is tiring. Yeah, that's why it's not a long term option. Yeah, you, um, you can only fake it for so long. Yeah, and then you start seeing after a little while, you start seeing that overflow transfer into the kids, and you start seeing the culture start to change, and you start seeing. You know, kids staying after practice, or kids praying together, or or kids, you know, doing the things that need they need to be do. Not in that two to three hour window of practice, but outside of practice when nobody's watching. Yeah, and really, that's where life change happens. And that ultimately, as an intentional coach, that's what we want. Uh, again, we you know we talked in previous episodes. We want to win. You yeah. Know, we, we want to build a program. We want to leave a legacy. But ultimately, what we want is life transformation. Mm-hmm. And, and when integrity is an important part of your program, um, you know, that, that's where that life transformation begins to happen long term because they see it's who we are, not just what we do. Mm-hmm. What we do should be the natural overflow of who we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so integrity, doing the right thing at the right time for the right reasons, uh, it's got to be a part of our life as an intentional coach. And then as it becomes a part of our life, 
then it just overflows right into practice, right into game time, right into now. Are we going to have some slip-ups? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, we're, we're not going to be perfect. No one is perfect. Um, we've only had one example of that throughout history. Uh, we know his name is Jesus, and I'm not him. Coach T's not him, and you're not him. So you're going to have some slip-ups. Um, and own them. You know, there's nothing wrong with owning them. Um, you know, knowing that you're not – that's part of being real and integrity. Uh, being a person of high integrity means that you are real. So when you have a slip-up, own that thing. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people don't see this, but the kids and most parents are pretty forgiving, right? If I if I make a mistake, own up to it, explain, you know, I apologize, blah, 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 blah. Usually they're not going to come out and say, oh, you apologized to me, so I'm still going to be mad Sorry. about it. <laughs> no, it's not going to happen. They're going to say, okay. Well, there's a few bugs. There's a few, well, there's exceptions. You just got to deal with those. Um, but but more often than not, it's going to be a, oh, it's okay. We all mess up. Let's move on. Or a parent will come in and say, well, here's a, maybe a solution to how to, to fix it or maybe in a friendly tone. <laughs> yeah. um, sometimes we don't want that, but yeah. but but at least it offers, you know, or a parent will come in and volunteer, volunteer their time for, you know, something that needs to be done if you don't have enough personnel. There's an old saying talking about, it speaks of burning bridges. And a lot of times when, when we lack integrity, when we break that integrity, uh, code with an athlete or with a parent, we burn a bridge. And and owning that mistake, owning where you messed up, is rebuilding. You know those burnt spots. And yeah, bridges. when you don't own up to it and address it, usually it just makes the the, the burning burn a lot harder. Yeah, it's like throwing gas on that fire. Yeah. So, you know when when you break your integrity, you're and you're going to. There's going to be times when when you slip up unintentionally. There's also going to be some intentional. You know, I just yeah, I, you know. Own those things and, and own up to them. So, I, so listen, I'm a young coach, and I don't really understand this. Um, I, you know, I, maybe I didn't grow up knowing Jesus, didn't grow up in the church. Um, how, how, do I, how do I increase my integrity level? How do I get into this whole idea of being a person of high integrity, of being, you know, kind of the moral standard or compass for my athletes and my coaching staff? Any ideas, Coach T? I'm still trying to figure that out. <laughs> well, I would say the first thing we need to know is exactly what you said, that life is a journey. Mm-hmm. And while we're here on this earth, we're not going to reach the destination. So we're constantly growing. That's why that, that leaders last. that leaders and our learners episode is so important. Yep. Uh, is, you know, just understanding life's a journey. Uh, we're learning as we go. In, in a lot of cases, when we get to a place that we think is a destination, it's probably just a plateau to start up the next rise. Yeah. Um, so, you you know, understanding you're not going to r- arrive at the perfect place. Uh, you're not going to get to a place where um, you don't make mistakes, unintentionally or intentionally. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- I think that's the first key is, is you know, don't, don't – bury yourself in your coaching career because you make a mistake um, is going to happen. So um, how you handle that mistake uh, shows your integrity as much as as not making one. Um, So handle it, you know, own it. Handle it with, with, I think, care uh, and love uh, for your athletes and your parents. Um, I I think another way to just 
you know, really grow in that integrity is look at um, the one person who walked the earth who was perfect. You know, you know, how did Jesus relate to people? How did Jesus relate to people who didn't like him? Um, how did Jesus relate to, um, you know, the officials of the day who wanted to have him killed and arrested and, and done away with? Um, how did he react with his team? You know, you could even say that, you know, the apostles were Jesus' team. How did he handle them? Um, and being in God's Word and looking at those, you know, first four books of the New Testament, we call those the Gospels, and that's the life and ministry of Jesus, looking at those and just getting an, an understanding of of his integrity and how he handled people and how he did the right thing at the right time for the right reasons. I mean, it, it, if you if you want to think, like, Jesus is the perfect example of a coach, right? I mean, he had 12 guys that he coached up to lead the church and to lead the movement that he was setting forth, right? And then he sent them off to do it. And then he sent them off to do it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so if you want to look at an example of a of an intentional coach, I mean, right there's the that's the that's the gold standard. Yeah, that is the gold, and and an intentional coach with impeccable integrity. Yes, um, doing the right things at the right time for the right reasons. He's on point. He's a true three D coach. Three three D coach. Yes, yes. So so I think you know, understanding you're not going to be perfect. It's a journey. You're going to grow in that thing. Uh, looking at high examples. Uh, of integrity and and start with you know the life and ministry of Jesus there. Uh, I think if we go back to our our last episode, uh, leaders are learners. It's continually growing in that. Um, I think we got a future episode coming up talking about mentors and tribes. Surrounding yourself with people of uh, high integrity is another way that really will help you grow in your own integrity. Uh, if I surround myself with people that will help me be a better person, I'm going to be a better person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Bible says bad company corrupts good character. So if I surround myself with people that are going to drag me down, eventually I'm going to find myself in a gutter. Um, so so I think that's another way that we can improve on that idea of just being a person of high integrity. Uh, little things that, that will help. Um, have conversations you know, talk to talk to people uh, older than you, younger than you, uh, and and have those real conversations. Um, another little thing I think that is you know sometimes hard as coaches because I think as a coach a lot of times we live on an island. Uh, we have to put a you know a little barrier around ourselves so that mad parent don't come and the kid mm-hmm. who thinks he's you know the superstar of the world who's really just an average player doesn't get mad and you know. A lot of times we live on an island, and and you know that can that can be harmful because people don't see the real us. Yeah. Um, and and I think the island can be helpful at times because it protects you from. It, it does protect you, and we need parents. some separation. But I think a lot of times coaches get so much separation that uh, their athletes and their parents never really see them. They just see what the coach wants them to see. Uh, and, and that's not doing the right thing when nobody's watching. That's, that's doing the right thing term. when people are watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and being an intentional coach with high integrity, uh, you got to be you. Mm-hmm. And, and if you's a little bit different, then embrace the different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you is a little quirky, 
embrace the quirky uh, and just be who God created you to be. Uh, and that can be tough because you get some criticism there sometimes if you're a little bit different. But, man, if we were all the same, how boring would the world be? Well, and, you know, you get your criticism, but also those, in those criticisms you have your strengths that nobody else has. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, nobody sees those because you're hiding it. Yeah, or they or or they do see them because you know it's evident in, you know, how your kids develop or how your kids, your care your kids' character. Um, so I mean, it. We have sixteen minutes. <laughs> I lost it. <laughs> yeah. So. I don't where I was going with that. So we develop that that character because kids see or that integrity and relationships because kids see our strengths. That yes. might not be the same strengths as theirs, but they see them. Mm-hmm. And, and if we're not living real, then they never see those. Hey, I've seen coaches who were high intensity that reached kids. I've seen kid, uh, coaches that were laid back and mellow that reached kids. And both of those totally different personalities, but, but they interacted, they made a difference, they influenced the future of that child's life uh, because they were – they were coaches of high integrity, and they were real mm-hmm. with who they were. They weren't trying to be somebody else. They were just being the best version of them, mm-hmm. you know. And and I really think, you know, if we look at just at the heart of being an intentional coach with high integrity, a lot of it's just being the best version of you. God created us all unique. Uh, there's no two of us that are the same, but we have to embrace who we are and and not just embrace it but work to be the best version of who God created us to be. Um, I think there's something definitely to be said for embracing who you are, but I think there's also something to be said of, you know, there's there's responsibilities as coaches. There's a positive way to coach, and there's a not positive way to coach. Um, so just question to throw out there for a young coach or, you know, I'm a young coach, second year of coaching, um, what happens when your style of coaching does not match up with um, maybe how your kids respond, I guess? Yeah, when I look at my team, I also got to – you know, first we said you, you got to know who you are, mm-hmm. but you also got to know who they are. Um, I remember a few years ago I had a team and I had one kid that wanted, you know, that – intense, I, I'm going to hit you in the head, gear, get you slap in, you on the face, tail before yeah. you go out on the mat. And then I had another kid in the exact next weight. I mean, these kids were back-to-back in our lineup, next weight class, that if I did that to him, he'd shut down. He wouldn't hit a move during the whole match. Mm-hmm. So, you know, knowing who I am, being the best version of me, but here's what integrity does. When I'm real with both of those kids, it lets me get to know who they are. Because yes. here's – Here's something we don't understand. If I'm a person of high integrity and I'm open and I'm real, then in most cases, now there's exceptions to this rule, but in most cases my athletes are going to open up and be real with me. Mm-hmm. So now I know what each one of those athletes needs, and as a coach, you know, I, I can you – know, it's hard to do in a team setting because I'm going to come out. You know, I was still high intensity. You know, we're running drills. We're going through – practice during practice but when I interacted with that kid one-on-one then I could tone down a couple notches and say you know hey come over here let me love on you Mm -hmm. let's have a conversation about this 
you know, I'm not being critical, but I just want to encourage you, you do this really well. We need to work on this. Where the other kid, I'd be up in his face because that's what he needed. Mm -hmm. He needed that high energy, high intensity, loud. He responded well to it. He didn't respond to a calm, calm conversation. Uh, so integrity helps us know. It, it, I mean, it's one of those things that often can be contagious. If I live a life of high integrity, a high moral standard, then the people around me are more likely to do that. So, you know, we look at that. If you got those opposite ends of the spectrum inside your team, and a lot of teams that will, um, then, then in having integrity, being a person of high integrity, will help your athletes open up so you can know them better. Mm -hmm. And you have to know them. You have to know them to coach you them well. You have to know them. I mean, you can, just, you can just teach, you know, the one dimension, that first dimension, teach the X's and O's and get some wins – and, and there's a lot of successful one-dimensional coaching. Uh, but really, at the end of the day, what those kids are going to remember, what they're going to talk to their grandkids about, are not about the life lessons they learned, not that they were a changed person, but that they want to gain. Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, as a three-dimensional coach, as an intentional coach, my goal is not just to win games. Again, I want to win. Mm -hmm. But my goal is transforming lives. Um that will transform lives. You want to win, remember relationships, not games. You still want to remember the games. You're going to remember the games. The games are the fun part, right? I mean, yeah, it's, but, it's but fun, I want but... to. I want to remember that interaction with such and such in the locker room. I want to. Yeah. Remember, I want to remember that team retreat we did. I want to remember that outing. I want to remember that, you know, whatever it is that we did together because relationships change lives. Mm -hmm. Games change not. Relationships change lives. And it's hard to have those relationships if you're not a person of integrity because people are going to see the fake. They're going to say, see that you're saying one thing and doing something totally different. Yes. So, so as, a, as an intentional coach, being a coach of high integrity is of the utmost importance because your influence is going to diminish as kids realize, as athletes realize, he's not real. He mm -hmm. says this, but he don't do it. So I have to set the standard. Being a, I mean, I think this is the phrase that hits us best. Being a coach of high integrity is being the example, not the exception. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as we go, you know, throughout this week of just, you know, committing to looking at who are those coaches in your life that were, you know, intentional, they had integrity, they said what they, you know, did what they said, and they meant what they said, and they did it. Uh, and how they impacted your life. Now, are you impacting your athletes in the same way? And, and if not, you know, it might be time to make some changes. Yeah, and you tell that by the fruit that is by their actions, by their... Yeah, they responded. Yes. Inside and outside of, the, of your practice. Yes. Inside and outside of your game, inside and outside of your program, are they responded? Now, they're kids, and kids are notorious... You know, we're talking high school athletes. High school athletes are notorious for doing dumb things. Mm -hmm. Occasionally they're going to do some dumb things. we yeah. got to respond to those dumb things with integrity. Um, I think when, and, with integrity and, and grace when, when appropriate. And grace when needed and love. Uh, even when, you know, i got to kick a kid off the team because he did something that, you know, we can't put up with. There's still got to be love and grace there. Yes, it can't always be a, a butt chewing, right? That butt chewing may be needed. Yeah, sometimes the butt chewing's needed. It may be needed, but but after I get done chewing, I need to love on that kid. Yes, that's so. that's 
that's where bridges don't get burned. That's where bridges don't get burned. Right. You and can, ultimately, if we're going to be a coach that transforms lives, it's hard to do that with burnt bridges all around us. And that's how you have those hard conversations. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Is, is if they know already that you care about them, that you love them, regardless of their performance, regardless of but for who they are as a person, then having those hard conversations – is a whole lot easier. A whole lot easier. And they yeah. respond a whole lot better. I mean, I, I, I can think of, you know, three or four situations in my first year that was like it it, it was a hard conversation, but but it the kid turned it around pretty quickly because they knew that what I'm saying has love and it has care coming with it. Yeah. You know? So as we uh we wrap up this episode, uh, be a coach of high integrity. Uh, that means uh, not just saying something, but if you're going to say it, then you need to be doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be the exception to the rules that you make. Be the example of the rules that you make. Uh, and even the small things. I, I think the small things are just as important as the big things because um, all too often the small things add up to become a big thing. Uh, so so be, a, be someone that, that your athletes and your parents know hey, coach said this, he's going to do this, and he's going to expect me to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then find some of those coaches around you um, that are living that out. Rub elbows with them. Mm-hmm. Have conversations with them. Um, and share share some of those ideas and ask questions and be a part of uh, a mentor tribe that will help you become a better person. Hey, this is uh, Coach Perry. Coach T. Uh, we're glad you joined us for this episode. We hope it was helpful if you got uh, – questions or information you'd like to share with us you can reach us through email uh, bperry at fca.org tperry at fca.org we'd love to hear from you and we would love to connect with you so uh, till next time we hope you have a great week Uh, this is the intentional coach podcast and we're out of here so you wouldn't want to be you thank you for listening to the intentional coach podcast The place you can come every week to find your heart and soul in sports.